0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Pursuit. We'll are all having a good day. Uh, today, we are diving into a topic that I really, really love chatting about and discussing with uh, clients and members of our facility, as well as just anyone that wants to dive into this conversation. Um, and it's all around how our thoughts can affect our body and our health and our well-being. And um, So I'm going to start off just with a basic quote um, that kind of gives some insight into this. And we're going to dive a little deeper uh, into some of the nuances of what goes on um, behind our thoughts uh, affecting our our output. Uh, So Dr. Donald Hebb uh, has a quote that states, neurons that fire together, wire together. Uh, This is a very common one in the industry. When you do something, the neurons that are are firing, they're going to start wiring together when you repeat a, a pattern. And so this can come into play when you're repeating a thought process pattern, uh, be it of negativity or positivity. Um, Dean Ware uh, also quotes that our brain cells communicate with one another via synaptic transmission. Uh, One brain cell releases a chemical neurotransmitter that the next brain cell absorbs. This communication process is known as uh, neuronal firing. When brain cells communicate frequently, the connection between them strengthens messages that travel the same pathway in the brain over and over begin to transmit faster and faster. So with enough repetition, they become automatic. That's why we practice things like hitting a golf ball with enough practice, we can go on an automatic pilot. Psychologists have known that negative thought processes follow the same pattern. The more we think about or ruminate on a negative thought, the more entrenched the thought becomes. Negative and traumatic thoughts also tend to loop. They play themselves over and over until you do something consciously to stop them." So, on a basic level, shit, thinkings, or shit thinking creates a shitty life. Supportive positive thinking creates a more supported positive life. So, it sounds quite obvious, but there's a lot of sort of underlying components uh, on a biological level that goes on with this, um, let alone just the words that we use. So, if we have a mismanagement of our emotions and um, how we're thinking then there's gonna be also a release of hormones in our body in response to that. And usually this is a stress response. Um, And stress is when the brain and your body are getting knocked out of balance. And that knocked out of balance can come from just simply thinking again and again about a negative thought. Uh, So there's an innate mechanism in our body that tries to return us back to a normal state um, in response to stress. All organisms uh, themselves can tolerate short periods uh, of stress uh, for a short period of time, um, and you're kind of your body's always in a state of wondering if we're asking the question of, am I going to use twenty percent of my energy or hundred percent of my energy right now? Um, our body's always trying to be as conservative as possible and utilize as le- uh, least amount of energy um, as it's going through our day-to-day life uh, to keep us alive. So, think of a situation where maybe you have reacted to a coworker. Um, or you know someone that's reacted to a co-worker um, in a, an unhappy way. Uh, in doing that, you're turning on a response uh, that what was adaptive is now becoming maladaptive. Uh, and that turning on of the stress response, uh, if you can't turn it off and you can't work on creating, uh, reframing that thought process and that mindset, now you're headed for disease, essentially. Um we as human beings can turn on our stress response by purely thought alone. So just purely thinking about something negative or frustrating or upsetting, we can turn on our stress response and get a hormonal cascade release. So think about your problems and we produce the same biological effects. Um, chemicals are going to give our brain and body a rush of, en- rush of energy and people become addicted to that rush of energy. So there's a, a psychological component and there's the biological side of it um so utilizing the problems and conditions in their life to reaffirm that addiction is what ends up happening um, when they correlate it to that emotion um be it that frustration with that co-worker or that that bad job they have or that bad relationship they have um they sort of start to crave it they need it becomes because it becomes a conditioned response their body's craving that hormonal release Uh, that they're getting from those feelings and those thoughts. Uh, So again, if you get angry at a coworker and you get that arousal in your brain and body, uh, when your brain starts noticing that energy, um, your energy actually starts dropping automatically, and you have that sort of image of your coworker in your brain, and it gives your body that next jolt, right? Anytime you think about that frustrating job or that frustrating person, you get a jolt of energy because of that release uh, hormonally. So we essentially become addicted to our own thoughts. Uh, when you think about it that way and that's really a mismanagement of our attention and our energy Do we want to be utilizing a bunch of energy towards negative thoughts and, and negative actions that way? Uh, so we need to kind of work on getting past uh, Beyond and past our, our those type of emotions and break the habits um, That we've created in those senses if we want to actually truly be healthy and have a little positive uh, life so One way that we can start to to work on this is, uh, controlling how you think and feel, um, be it in your environment. And you want to eventually make this very unconscious. Um, but you want to become greater than the circumstances you're in. So often when we get in a frustrating circumstance, we let that frustration kind of dictate because of the response that we get as opposed to taking a step back and controlling that environment, reframing it. Um, we don't want to start reacting purely to our emotions uh, because our emotions in themselves, they're a record of our past. I say that again. Our emotions themselves are a record of our past. The reason why we react to things and have emotional responses to things is because of something that's occurred in our past. And so we have that trigger in our brain that goes, "Ah, I remember that and this is how I responded to it. So if you allow your emotions to be driving your thoughts, you're actually thinking in the past. And if you can't think greater than how you're feeling, and you believe that your thoughts have something to do with your future, then you're creating more of your past. Let's say that part again. If you can't think greater than how you feel, and you believe your thoughts have something to do with your future, you're creating more of your past. So that, that sort of cycle of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking and these sort of feedback loops that we can get lost in uh, condition our body to subconsciously become the mind of that emotion that we're feeling. So we become that frustration. We become that that uh, poor energy. Okay? So your body in itself is becoming that unconscious mind believing that they're living in the same experience that was in the past 24-7, 365 your brain and your body's constantly thinking that it's in that unhappy state and it's going to keep producing those same stress response in that same cycle. So the relevance of this, we have to consider what actually creates disease. Genes don't actually create disease. The environment that you're in that signals the gene, that creates the disease. And that environment can be any environmental reaction. So the poor workplace, the frustration with a coworker, whatever that environment is is either going to signal a positive output or a negative output. So hormones of stress that we have push the genetic buttons that create the disease that occurs. So if you can turn on your stress response purely by your thoughts alone, then you can also make you sick. Well, those things can also make you sick so is it possible then that your thoughts can also make you well again if you can turn on the stress response by thought alone your thoughts can make you sick so is it possible that your thoughts can actually make you well if you consciously work at it so again going back to that repetition of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking can cause you to feel guilt or can cause you to feel happiness and joy and have a positive output so any time that you decide to change yourself, there's an uncomfortable aspect to that. Right? When you first start off a new training program, there's an uncomfortable aspect to that. It's tough. It's harder than you, you maybe expected. You knew it would be tough, but sometimes it's a little bit more uh, debilitating or tough than you actually expected it to be. And you have to be comfortable with that, knowing that it will be uncomfortable. You're entering into an unknown state. You're entering into a, an unknown area that you haven't been in because you've been living in that stress response for so long. So as you're leaving the familiar, you're stepping into the unknown. And even if the familiar itself is uncomfortable, when you actually look at it, is being in an upsetting workplace or being frustrated at a coworker is that actually comfortable? No, because you're always in an uncomfortable state. You're always battling something. So it's not actually comfortable. It's not actually free of pain. So in itself, if you leave the familiar, it'll be painful leaving that familiar, but you're leaving something that was already uncomfortable and painful. So we have to consider that, yes, some people are often super happy being unhappy. We know those people. We've all been around those people that seem to always be grumpy, always unhappy, always kind of Debbie Downers, if you will. They would rather hold on to that suffering feeling and woe is me type of attitude than take a chance on possibility of change, of improvement. So, are you willing to be uncomfortable and go into the unknown for a better output and a more positive change for yourself? So, we want to create that perfect place to create a new future for ourselves from, right? And stepping into that uncomfortable. Area that uncomfortable zone is a perfect place to create from whenever you're going after something in life whether it's a new venture whether it's a new relationship it's uncomfortable it's unknown but it's also the perfect place to create something beautiful and something amazing our body is conditioned to become the mind so in order to change we need to become greater than the body so we can't have mismanagement of our thoughts and our feelings Uh, We need to become conscious of how unconscious we actually are. Uh, There's an interesting bit of research around um, how unconscious we actually become um, in our day-to-day life and everything that we're doing. And it's shown that 95% of who we are by 35 years old is a set of memorized behaviors. 95% of who we are by 35 years old is a set of memorized behavior. So, only five percent of us, five percent of who we are, I should say, by the time we're thirty-five years old, is not just a memorized behavior, not just a a unconscious reaction occurring on a day-to-day basis. So we need to take control and become more conscious of how unconscious we are. So our emotional reactions, unconscious beliefs and perceptions, uh, we need to bring those to the forefront and work on those and get. Out of just becoming so uh, reactive and set on memorized behaviors that maybe aren't feeding us or fueling us or pushing us towards greatness or towards excellence. So become conscious of how you think, uh, how you notice, how, how you act and pay attention to things. Um, the act of observing uh, what you're exactly doing on a day-to-day basis, how you're responding to things on a day-to-day basis the more conscious you become of how unconscious you are, it becomes enormously powerful for what you can do in life. So how do we combat the pull to going back to that familiar state, even though it's more of a stress response and uncomfortable and unpleasant area? How do we combat those negative side feedback loops? First step that you can take with this is removing the trigger. What is the thing that triggers you to go back into that negative feedback loop? Uh, it's not always possible. There's always situations where things are really, really tough and and you can't necessarily get rid of that uh, particular trigger. Um, but if you can't remove that trigger, you need to have a tool to combat it uh, before it kind of gains speed and, and begins to snowball. So either remove the trigger or if you can't remove the trigger, figure out a way to of have a workaround, reframe it. Um, so the second best option is to use positive affirmations uh, and or mantras to override your negative self-talk. So you can state in mantras like, I'm worthy of love, I'm healthy, strong, energized every day, I'm doing a good job. Um, something as simple as that, where you just begin to create these positive affirmations and mantras for yourself can have a massive effect on your output. Have you ever been lifting or training and moments before you step up to that bar, you've already told yourself in your brain, uh, this is heavy. I don't know if I can lift this. You've had that little tiny bit of doubt. Guess what? Most likely you're not lifting it. You've already dictated, determined that that weight is not going up. But if you create positive affirmations and you continue to tell yourself that I can lift that weight, I can move this weight, Even if it doesn't happen in that moment, you've created and you've begun to create a positive feedback loop for yourself. And that weight will happen. You will lift that weight. You will become more conscious of your ability and what you can do. So utilize these affirmations and these mantras um, at certain times of day. For some, to keep it simple, do it before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning. Um, Or you can create triggers throughout your day. Uh, I've known some people that have created triggers where every single time they walk through a door, they have a specific mantra that they say to themselves. It's kind of a cool idea. You have to be a little more conscious of of what you're doing throughout the day, but every single time they walk through a door, they say the same thing internally to themselves. So, if you find yourself in a situation where maybe you're comparing yourself to someone else, you're looking at them and you're like, man... I wish that I was that fit or that, uh, whatever, strong, uh, that tone, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm not as pretty as that person. Um, et cetera. Before you start spiraling into creating shitty decisions and anxiety and depression, thinking around that, and you're letting that unconscious past emotions drive you literally tell yourself to stop, stop that shit right there. Stop that negative self talk. Be authoritative with yourself and become conscious of that unconscious uh, action. Say it aloud to yourself uh, if that's going to give you more power. Hearing the words come out of your mouth will give you more power. Uh, and then start repeating your mantra to yourself. Whatever that is, start repeating that to yourself over and over and over again. Again, neurons that fire together wire together. The more that your brain likes information, hears information, repeats information, repeats actions... If it's positive, it's going to keep continuing to do that. If it's negative, it'll keep continuing to do that. So let's focus on the positive affirmations. Let's focus on the positive actions because it's going to create more connections that way and spiral into a bigger, more positive lifestyle for yourself. Even if you don't completely believe your affirmations in this moment, just the pure action of stating it will be more beneficial for you. So utilize them. Stop the negative feedback loops, become conscious of how unconscious you are with negativity. Um, This is a very, very, very powerful tool that we can utilize if you choose to use it. But again, the key word there, choose. You have to choose to utilize these tools to get yourself feeling better. So take the time to monitor your thoughts. If you notice that thoughts are not serving you like your shitty self-talk, find a mantra, find affirmation. Think about the thoughts that you're saying to yourself on a regular basis. Pay attention to those. Become conscious of how unconscious you are and try to reframe. Reaffirm what you're uh, able to do. Get out of that negative space and move into positivity for yourself. Utilize your thoughts to improve your life. Promise you if you do this, your life will transform. It'll make a difference for you. So again, Let's create positive thoughts for ourselves. create a positive mantra, find triggers, remove them, if they're negative triggers for you, utilize things that give you joy and give you happiness. Let's get rid of the things that cause us to have a stress response and a cascade of stress hormones released. All right. If you guys have questions, fire me a message on Instagram, send me an email. Love chatting about this stuff more. I'll be talking more on that. Uh, neurology of our thoughts and and, uh, how our thoughts dictate our actions uh, even more because I love that stuff Uh, keep pursuing excellence you guys have a great day in the darkest of days sometimes we find out who we are be the change or hit the bottom, hit it hard we have a choice, yeah we can take the power away and turn it into something to believe in believe in it's up to you It's up to you Voices rising like a church choir